All right, so uh, I would just like to state for the record that today is December, let's see, I believe December 9th. Yep. 9th, correct. And 2020, and my name is Ben Bauman. I'm here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I'm speaking via phone with John Cox, who is in Evansville. Is that correct? That's correct. Evansville, Indiana, and we are doing an interview for the Indiana Legislative Oral History Initiative. So just starting off, uh, when and where were you born? Born in Evansville, uh, November 15th, 1941. Okay, and uh, what were your parents' names? Uh, Warren uh, M. Cox, Jr. and Ruby May Deal uh, Cox, her Chinese name was Ting Mei Li. Interesting, okay. So you have some Chinese ancestry then? Uh, negative. She taught in China. Oh, okay. Well, she taught, she taught anesthesiology in China. Oh, interesting. Okay, wow. And uh, where was your family from before Indiana? My father was from uh, Alabama. And my mother was from uh, Virginia. Uh, the family, they, they eventually lived here before I was born. Yeah. And I've, I've lived here in Evansville all my life. And the family has been here for uh, 60, 65 or so years. Oh, okay, cool. Interesting. Um, let's see, do you have any siblings at all? Okay. And uh, what was your dad's occupation again? He was a biochemist at uh, Mead Johnson. Oh, wow. Uh, You've heard of Pablum. Yeah. That was one of his creations. Oh, interesting. did a lot of uh, chemistry both in China and here. Wow, okay. Um, So how would you describe your childhood growing up? We lived, our home was in a, uh, what used to be called a farm, farm area, it's now a subdivision area, okay. uh, and uh, it was uh, a rural type of, uh, outside of Evansville, and it was uh, uh, very concentrated on uh, education and uh, learning and uh, religion, Uh, and it was an active childhood. I did a lot of athletics and a a lot of uh, extracurricular uh, scientific uh, uh, educational type things. Okay. Interesting. All right. And uh, who would you say was the most influential people in your childhood? Oh, cool. Okay. 
Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and what understanding, if at all, did you have about your family's political beliefs as a child? Uh, I understood them to be very conservative. Okay, got it. Um, so what schools did you attend as a child and teenager? What, what school? Yeah. Uh, well, the public schools. Right, okay. Here, here in Evansville. Uh, I didn't go to any private school except to college. Okay. And uh, how would you describe your educational experiences? In Evansville? Yeah. Uh, well, a quick story on that. Uh, I, 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 I did very well in school, in high school. I was number three in my class. Wow. And I went to Johns Hopkins and found out I didn't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's the level of education was uh, monuments ahead of what we do here in Evansville. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, it's a pretty good school, that's true. Um, <laughs> now, as a child, what were your views about the state of Indiana or being a Hoosier? Were there anything at all you thought? Uh, I, I, I just enjoyed the environment, enjoyed the, mm -hmm. the life locally, and enjoyed the, being close to the river. Yeah. Although we didn't, we didn't do a lot in the river, although we had a lake, and I, I enjoyed fishing and and that sort of thing all around this area, uh, which was more prevalent at that time than it is now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you have any favorite subjects in school, or were you participating in any extracurricular activities? Uh, a lot of speaking. Okay. Uh, in sports, you know, I was in track, I was in football, I was in basketball. Uh, yeah. All sorts of things. Uh, the studies, whenever we got home, uh, my father would go over them in, in the greatest, greatest detail. Yeah, okay. And uh, what was your major in college when you went to Johns Hopkins? Uh, liberal arts. Okay. And uh, what made you choose that major? Uh, I, I like the vast uh, choice of subject areas. I could study in philosophy, which I took a lot of. Okay. Uh, and uh, some of the philosophers I'm sure you're probably not aware of, uh, Ludwig Wittgenstein, but mm -hmm. he was one heck of a philosopher and uh, wrote the Tractatus Logical Philosophicus, which is an amazing work. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Wow. Um, now, what did you hope to do after graduation with your education? Well, I, I, after Hopkins, of course, I went to law school. Okay, got it. So, I come uh, at IU. Okay. Now, now the Maurer School of Law. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I came back to Evansville to 
Did your awareness of uh, politics change as you got older and you went through college and law school? I became a, a conservative with a, a bit of a, a soft touch on it. I could, I could switch to uh, Democrat positions that I saw appropriate. Yeah, okay, that's cool. So you were really, I guess, big on bipartisanship. Um, uh, what do you have any examples of, like a of a time that you you sort of really expressed that value that you had? interesting all right cool um let's see and when if at all did you get married influence would you say your wife and children had in the development of your political career? Significant, uh, because it, it gave me focus on what was important. Yeah, okay. 
motivated primarily to have a successful career uh, to be able to support and, and educate the children and to help with the family lifestyle. Yeah. So when was it that you decided to become seriously involved in politics? sense um and uh what would you say i guess you already talked a little about your your family was very conservative so you would say that pretty much shaped your political outlook for most of your life where it was your parents right yes okay now what key issues or legislation did you want to champion or fight against when you decided to get involved in politics That's cool. All right. Great. Um, did you have any national or state political heroes at all? Well, uh, Robert D. Orr was a neighbor and a friend, and he was at one time uh, chairman of the Republican Party here at Benford County. Oh, okay. And they probably know became a, a lieutenant governor and then governor uh, for two terms. Yeah. And I was very close with him. Uh, yeah, okay. As far as national figures, I can't really say. I don't know. I can't identify one. Okay, no worries. Um, so when you were running your political campaign, did you have a particular campaign strategy or were you running as part of like a, a, a group of people or? Uh, a no to both of those questions. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, there was not a 
particular strategy except go out and work at the factory gates and shake hands. Yeah. That sort of thing. Pretty standard type of uh, greet the people uh, political action. Yeah. Do you remember your opponent? No. No, okay. Um, what was your first election day like, and how did you feel? Uh, elated and uh, amazed. Uh, of course, I was uh, elected to serve in the legislature, and I must say that that was a year when Richard Nixon was very successful and very popular. Yeah. And also a Republican. Then when I ran again in two years, Mr. Nixon was in considerable disfavor. Yeah. So I, I promptly lost as a Republican running for the legislature. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I, I've heard other legislators talk about... Yeah, just how drastically things changed after the everything happened with Nixon. So. Oh boy, another world. Yeah. Of course, uh, uh, Russell Lloyd, who was the uh, gentleman that I supported to become mayor of Evansville, uh, was a strong Republican. Yeah. So I, I bonded with him, and was his attorney for eight years and ran the city attorney's office for eight years. Yeah, okay. Interesting, all right. Um, what were you thinking when you walked into the state house for your first day in office? Uh, I was in awe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, being from Evansville, as you, I was saying, well, no, we're on a different time zone. Yeah. And, as a matter of fact, I litigated that issue at one time. Oh, okay. But uh, the uh, northern tier and the southern tier are central standard and the rest is on eastern. So that's an interesting problem. But uh, going back to the legislature, uh, I don't. I don't know if there's a particular thing that wowed me, except the, the capital, this beautiful building, uh, didn't know my way around, didn't know how to get there, got there on a bus, <laughs> so it was a learning experience. Yeah, that's, that's interesting, okay. And uh, when it came to aspects of the General Assembly, uh, what were your expectations for the legislative process, and was it more or less what you expected? Uh, what I did not expect was the significant amount of work that's involved in being a conscientious legislator. Yeah. I, I pretty much read every digest of every bill was introduced in the House. Uh, I was uh, it, I was given an award of outstanding first year freshman uh, legislature by the uh, uh, Indiana 
Okay. So, I was, uh, I was in the back row, uh, I believe in the last seat, and uh, I would, uh, Doc Bowen would let me, I, I'd raise a little hell, and Doc Bowen would let me come up and speak. Uh, so, I enjoyed doing that, but the amount of work was just horrendous. Council on the works beautiful job and does great drafting of legal instruments and uh, very helpful to the legislators. But I was I was just amazed at the amount of work that goes into that whole process. Yeah, and sure. Yeah, this... even not during the session, but in committee work. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, I think that's probably a good point. Uh, definitely, definitely requires a lot of different moving parts, and it's probably far more complex than people realize when it comes to how legislation gets passed. Oh boy, and, and the legal intricacies. Yeah. The financial intricacies, and the. <laughs> I, I remember one bill. Uh, we had to. We were going to get all the statutes on computer. Mm -hmm. At that time, they were not. Yeah. Uh, so we hired a computer company. I think it was out of Ohio to, to do the uh, confirmation of the uh, translation of this statutes to computer, mm -hmm. there was a grammatical error every third line. <laughs> oh my gosh. And uh, so we had to correct them all. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, impossible. Did you have any uh, political mentors in the Indiana General Assembly? Uh, mentors? Mentors, you say? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, John Donaldson and I got along very well. Okay. Uh, uh Bowen and I got along well. Uh, with, uh, my fellow legislators from Evansville, Vandenberg County, didn't know their Behind from a hole in the wall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, how would you know the needs and wants of your constituents? Me that much. We're lobbyists. 
they do a lot of good work and they they help out trying to get some information to the legislators yeah of course they want they want you to vote a certain way sure yeah true do you remember the first bill that you ever sponsored Oh, okay. What was it? Uh, uh, it involves the rules of civil procedure. Okay. Prepared by the uh, Indiana Judges Association, and they asked me to sponsor it. So I did. And uh, there was a... Uh, Indiana was still practicing law on the basis of old case law mm -hmm. on Indiana procedures. And I, was, I don't know if you know what a demur was. Or uh, I might have heard of it at one point in time, but not very familiar with it. Motion to make more specific, uh, motion to strike. Okay. All of the procedural. Uh, yeah. We're done away with with the Indiana Rules of Civil Procedure, and they're pretty much based on the federal rules of civil procedure. Right. Making the practice of law much more efficient and uh, much more capable of coming to conclusions, uh, hopefully the right conclusions, but you have a better chance of getting the right conclusion if you have it. Uh, issues cleared up and you don't have a whole bunch of side issues about procedures details that aren't relevant right that was my first bill rules of civil procedure okay interesting um, so what were the regular interactions like amongst members of the general assembly formal and informal Okay. With them, uh, I'd pretty much get out of the session and take the bills back to my uh, motel room and study. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Back the next day. Uh, I do know that a lot of legislators took time to party. I didn't participate in that. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Um, how would you say the relationship was between Democrats and Republicans when you served? Uh, I would say they're cordial, but somewhat standoffish. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Say, the guy dodge good boys and come buy our cars and that sort of thing. 
when I was in this in the session, there was a Republican majority. So the Democrats at the last day uh, came all came in the house with the Dodge Good Boy hats on, uh, alleging that they were the good people in the legislature and that the Republicans had all screwed it up. And I remembered a statute, uh, a KKK statute, that prohibited the assembly in any public place of three or more persons while wearing white hats. So I called the sheriff for the arrest of the Democrat delegation. Wow, that's crazy. Oh my gosh. Yikes. <laughs> the, the whole Democrats had white hats on. Yeah. Can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, what would you say the, were the differences between the House and Senate in terms of like members and how they acted? Right. Well, the House is, I would say, is much more relaxed. The Senate is pretty firm. Uh, of course, I was a House member, so yeah. Uh, I thought the Senate was pretty stiff, and rigid, but the House members who I knew were much friendlier. So that was just generally the impression. Yeah, I did any trouble with the senators, and the work with a fair number on various uh, legislation that had to go get passed in both houses and signed by Governor Bowen. Yeah, okay. Um, now, how did you get support for le for your legislation? Uh, depending on the subject area, uh, I would go to the If it was an area that was geographically important to part of the state, I would go to the legislators for that part of the state. If it's a subject matter that uh, I knew that certain legislators had an interest in, I would uh, go get support from them. Uh, and uh, law enforcement is a huge important area, and I would uh, try to get the uh, Sheriff's Association or the uh, State Police get them involved and see what's going on with the issues that are at hand. Yeah. Okay. Um, now when it came to people voting on legislation, did you have an idea of how people would vote before they actually voted? No. No, okay. Well, I'll refine that a little bit. Because if, if uh, you, you have committee meetings first. Right. Uh, the Speaker of the House refers a bill to a committee. The committee will tell you, will review and make a recommendation to the House on second reading. Uh, the uh, Whichever committee it would be, and whoever on that committee, I would know who it would be, and I'd say, "What do you think about this?" And then 
give it the lowdown. Yeah. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, what role would you say party leadership played in the General Assembly? Organizationally, I would say it would be a crucial role. Yeah. Uh, midterm, I would say it would begin to diminish some because individual legislators become more independent right. and make up their own minds. If it's a huge, big issue that's a party uh, principle type of issue, uh, then the, the heads of the party can come down and put some heat to you. But most of the time, after, say, mid-session, uh, the legislators pretty much decide for themselves. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Um, let's see here. <clears throat> so you already talked about this, I think, a little bit, but uh, what would you say are some of the most important things that the public does not know about the Indiana General Assembly and how it operates? Everyone, I guess, kind of thinks that legislation can be passed within a day or something just immediately. And, yeah. 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 You don't snap your fingers and get a result. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, now, how did your legislative service affect your family life? Yeah. I'd, I'd fly up to Indy, stay the week, stay in a, a motel. 
gentlemen, and then fly back Friday night. Oh, wow. That's hard work on the family. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and so I really don't know what it is if you're, say, living in, uh, in Marion County. I, I would think it'd be a lot easier. Yeah. But, but I don't know that as a fact. You do have to give up your work-a-day world for the legislature, and that would be very difficult. Right. And I had that, too, because I was a practicing attorney when I was elected, and so I had to give up that for two months, 90 days, and that was hard on, on the practice. Yeah, sure. Makes sense. Um, what would you say was the most controversial legislative issues uh, during your time in the General Assembly? Road taxes. Okay. The big lobby was the, uh, the industry, the trucking industry, Teamsters Union, various other people uh, really have an interest in the price process of moving commerce. Okay, sure. And uh, what piece of legislation did you work on that took the most time? called what Vandygov? Vandygov. Uh, and you know Marion County and, and Indianapolis are a single governmental unit. Right. It's a consolidated city. Oh, so like the like Unigov then? Unigov. Yeah, okay. Interesting. I tried Vandygov. Okay. Overwhelmingly defeated. Okay. <laughs> now, how do you sp- uh, how do you spell that one? Just so people aren't confused. V a n d i g o v e. Okay, Vandygov. Got it. Okay. Interesting. I, 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 Russell Lloyd and I went around the country studying various locales that are, have unified government. I found no objection to consolidated government. It works everywhere in varying degrees. Um, but it's so much such a uh, such an improved system uh, that you Indiana just won't change from the county, the city. The townships, Indiana, independent boards and agencies. Right. Uh, we have locally in Vanderbilt County, we have, I think, uh, 24 independent agents, agencies that set the tax rate. Mm-hmm. How can you organize that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I 
I guess you just kind of you kind of wanted to do what Marion County did then. That, that yeah, yeah. Luger was a, he spoke to get uh, Unigov and uh, and my session at the legislature. I was sold, and uh, I got a bill passed that ordered Vanderbilt County to have a study commission. Yeah. Uh, and the study commission overwhelmingly rejected. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Um, what would you say was your proudest moment as a legislator? Being elected. Yeah, okay. Sure. Uh, what was the biggest hurdle you had to overcome during your time in office? Getting to it from the session. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, what, in your opinion, is the most important work of the Indiana General Assembly? Uh, representing the people of the state and do so in a logical and rational fashion and be conservative in their approach to imposing government on people. Sure, okay. Now, uh, one thing, when I was looking up your background a little bit um, through some old records that we have. I noticed that during your time in the General Assembly, you sponsored, it appears like, a lot of legislation connected with law enforcement. Do you remember anything about that? I, I do. Uh, probably because I represented the FOP as an attorney. Okay. That I was obviously... Uh, legislator that would listen to their requests mm -hmm. and I did so in an effort to support the FOP and the enforcement of the law of the state and be fair to people. Yeah, okay. I also saw that you uh, sponsored a bill regarding trade secret thefts. Do you remember anything about that one? Trade what? Uh, trade secret thefts. Uh, that, that was the Chamber of Commerce, I believe, wanted, was concerned that and uh, across state lines it would be, uh, I believe that's what it was. Okay. Be some concern that the FCC was not controlling the interstate uh, commerce. Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. So, overall, how would you summarize your time as a legislator? For me personally or for the community? Uh, for you personally.
Sure, okay. Uh, do you have a favorite story or anecdote from your time as a legislator? I think I told you one about the yeah the, the uh, Dodge Boys ads. That's about the the funniest one, I think. Okay. Uh, I thought it was interesting and funny because I came up with having read the old statutes requiring that, uh, that you can't wear white ads. Yeah. Right, right. I think that's been repealed since then. Okay. Uh, what lessons, if any, did you learn from your experiences? Uh, the complexity of state government and the legislative process. Yeah. And, uh, that's crucial throughout throughout the years, I mean, I, I rewrote the, when I got back, when I came back after the legislature and was appointed to corporation council for the city, the city did not have a code of ordinances. Right, okay. I thought, holy smoke. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I wrote the code of ordinances for the city uh, and that was crucially related to how the, the statutes of the state are structured. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. So that was one great benefit that the legislature helped me prepare for the city. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to future legislators, or even current legislators? Um, study the issues. Uh, there's so many relevant areas to study, and they should, they should pick an issue that they're interested in or what we implement or yeah. They need to get to work on it uh, with some experts. Get your universities or colleges involved. Get all of the different opinions. Come to your own conclusions. If you're not an author, uh, you need to get somebody to write it for you. Right. Did you have any regrets as a legislator? Yeah, well, yeah, sure. What would you say about uh, how the state of Indiana has changed over the course of your lifetime? several times. 
Yeah, okay. And, uh, were there, were you part of any, uh, tense debates at all during that session over Unigov, or? Part of what, please? Were you a part of any, like, tense debates at the time during that session over Unigov? So it's just more like you just took part in helping pass it, and yeah. I was on the committee that reviewed it. Oh, okay. On the house. Sure. And um, what was it about Unigov? What was like the thing that stuck, like, stood out most to you that made you think, like, oh yeah, we we need to pass this. The organization and direct line responsibility clarified uh, for government employees and uh, so that the public can see more clearly what needs to be done and how to do it. You need uh, a government employee to do it for you. Yeah. There are so many independent agencies, federal, state, and local, it's impossible to get done. So that's what I saw was needed. Uh, that was from Mary County, Junigo. And uh, I tried it here, failed. It works in Nashville beautifully. It works in Owensville beautifully. Works in Mary County beautifully. Works in the state of Washington uh, beautifully. Uh, I can't find it. A consolidated government anywhere. Yeah. Was there much opposition to it in the in the General Assembly? No. 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 Okay. Wow. Um. How would you say the General Assembly has changed over time? Yeah. Since uh, 1970. I don't know uh, precisely, I don't have any first hand knowledge. Okay. I, d I do know that uh, the computer has changed a lot of action. I think a lot of changes have come, gone in. And uh, media coverage and. How has politics changed in Indiana? That's kind of a, a thing I hear a fair amount from legislators that served around the time you did. Yeah, it's just yeah, quite a bit, quite a bit more polarized. So, 
Um, what, if any, enduring qualities do Hoosiers still have or hold dear? Hoosiers have the quality of speaking honestly and straightforwardly and uh, not trying to hide behind the bush and come right out and say what you think. Yeah. All right, so I guess uh, last question here. Um, what do you want Hoosiers to know about their role in relation to the function of the Indiana General Assembly? Get involved. You can do it in any number of ways. Yeah. You can contact your legislators, contact your uh, whatever party you are. You can contact the the party chairman, uh, the state chairman. There are any number of areas that you can contact and get involved personally and have yourself heard. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. All right, well, is there anything that about your career at all that I didn't ask about that you want to mention or... Well, there is a, a little personal thing. Is sure. Uh, I'm in a wheelchair now. Okay. And accessibility for state government is very important to me, uh, and uh, it's very important for the state offices. I believe they've done a fair job, but not completely. Uh, for example, uh, I don't think. It, being in a wheelchair now, I could serve in the legislature as a legislature. Mm. Legislator. Yeah. Because I couldn't get in the house. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I could in, but I'd have to be sitting in the alley. Right. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I didn't, I, I never heard anything about that. Yeah. Okay. Perhaps that would be a good thing then that people, uh, Definitely change for sure. Uh, uh, and so, even if I wanted to, which I don't, mm -hmm. I couldn't run for the legislature because if I were elected, I couldn't serve. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, I uh, appreciate you taking the time to take part in this project. It's been uh, really great talking with you. You had some really interesting things to say. Yeah, so thank you so much for taking part. Okay, thank you, Ben. All right, take care, and uh, have a good rest of your day. Thank you, sir, thank you. All right, bye-bye.